What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Healthy Charleston. Exciting news on today's episode. Today I got to talk with Joey Welling, co-owner of Exemplar Fitness, about the opening of his new gym in downtown Charleston. Ethos Athletic Club is in the heart of downtown and is set to open this April. It will offer everything from open gym, yoga, their coveted rush class. It will have a complete cardio deck, tons of cool equipment, a cafe to hang out, We got two saunas and way more. When you hear about people opening businesses in the pandemic right now, especially when they're 21,000 square foot businesses, you got to ask some questions. So Joey answered them all. So without further ado, Ethos Athletic Club, check it out. Enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston podcast. Today's special guest is Joey Welling best known for his black and white 4 a.m. Instagram stories, also known as the co-owner of Exemplar Fitness, and more recently, the owner and founder of Ethos Athletic Club. So welcome, Joey. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Super excited to hear everything about your your new journey, Ethos. A lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. So what is what is Ethos for people that are listening, probably going to you know release this in about a month. Like, what is Ethos? What's been going on with you? So Ethos is basically means that team has a really good ethos, culture, environment. And one of my favorite books I've ever read was Onward by Howard Schultz. And I read it about three years ago, ran across a word that I didn't know, which was ethos in one of the pages. There's a lot of words that I run across. I think how often does this happen? <laughs> Very often. <laughs> Oh, but I was like, man, that's a cool looking word. What does it mean? I looked it up. I was like, oh, that's a cool meaning. That would be really cool for our team. And then about a year later, I took a trip to Seattle. And I went and I was, I said I wanted to see the first Starbucks. Yeah, it was. And then I went into the first Starbucks. And I've been in 50, 100 Starbucks. 50, 100. I don't know. <laughs> thousand of them. Yeah. In the last... 20 years, and I never noticed that the water bottles are titled Ethos on it. And so that was about a year after I read the book, and I said, you know what, if I ever do another gym, I'm going to call it Ethos. When was this? That was 2018. So two years ago, it was still like, oh, if I ever do another gym. Correct. It was still like far in the future. Yes. Yeah, because the word means so much to the team that we already have at Exemplar, my current gym, and it, there's just such a great vibe, energy at our place, culture, and it just 
that name fits perfect for us to evolve into. I think the way that you set up your like exemplar, for example, the way that like they're independent contractors, right? So that like they pay you rent instead of you taking a percent. Correct. Like I think starting that environment is like huge to like give people autonomy and to get like make people feel like like they're on a team. Mm-hmm. They're not like your employees, but y'all are like a family. And yeah. just like knowing, like meeting the whole like ethos team, you can feel that. Like it's like a, a big family get together. It's it's really odd, you know, and in, in not many, I guess not everybody's played the game of baseball, but it, it, I grew up playing, playing baseball and it sort of reminds me of that as in, you know, when you're up there at bat in the batter's box, it's just you versus the pitcher. You're just working on your stats. But there actually could be one little thing, like you could lay down a bunt that is for the team. And how it relates to us is everybody has their own personal training business. As in, like, Allison Forbes has Forbes Fitness. Davon Gilliard has Can't Stop Training. But we know the more professional we look and the more we learn and study from each other, it helps each other's own individual business within the space. So... Everybody's growing, everybody's making money, everybody's helping as many clients and members as possible. So I think like and before before we started recording, you were like, Why are you why are you like talking to me? I'm just trying to set up an environment where everybody can like be successful. And like that's why I'm talking to you, because you're the one trying to set up that environment, like so that can't stop training can be successful, so that prime performance can be successful, so that Katie Edwards, um, like Allison Forbes, so that all of these people can be successful, you're just creating the space for that. <laughs> so, when did Exemplar open? So, actually, Exemplar opened um, by Jason Feudum, my partner, in 2008. Okay, so it's yes. been 13 years at this point. Correct. And how long has it been a dream of yours to open your own thing? So I started, I can't believe it, it was 16 years ago, folding towels behind the gym, downtown Charleston. What Um, gym was that? It was called The V when Mm. I first started, and then it changed names in the middle to Bluefish. And so that was 16 years ago, so I was 18 years old when that happened. And I always played baseball, played baseball all the way through the Citadel. And... I mean, the ultimate dream for any athlete is to play professional sports. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah, especially for baseball, man. It's tough. So then, but I also studied business and finance at the Citadel. And I fell in love with everything from economics to accounting, which I'm not good at. so easy to fall in love with economics and accounting. Wow. But um, I love econ, though. And I love just business in general, Um, any business and how they run from a restaurant to a retail store to you guys here. And I love training. And so it clicked with me throughout those four years of working there. I was like, well, maybe I can be a trainer. And I got my certification, studied, got that done with. And then I realized, well, maybe I could also own a gym. And that would be being a businessman and teaching people how to sweat and better their lives at the same time. So The dream, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So when did... When did like the vision of ethos come along? Like, how long have you been planning this? I mean, the ultimate dream is to create a facility. I've always wanted to do this. Is where we have athletes training for whatever sport they're training for at whatever age, from 
10 years old to 40 years old, whatever athlete they are. Um, but also a place where mom can come do yoga in whatever class she wants to do. This person can come and work out with a personal trainer whenever they want. This person can come and work out whenever they're on their own whenever they want. And then also grandma and grandpa feel comfortable enough to come in and do their own workout. And it's not too intimidating, but yet it's not too soft either. So Why do you feel like, like Charleston hasn't had that? That's a damn good question. Like everywhere else. <laughs> like every like we're a pretty big city at this point, you know, we're the number yeah. one city to go to. So like why have we not like this is such a new idea for Charleston, but like you go to DC and there's like tons of these warehouse gyms where like it's like big work, but you know bigger. 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 Yeah. And we don't have that here. We do have a lot of like boutique fitness studios, but mm-hmm. we don't have like a catch all place. Yeah, you know, um, I was fortunate enough in the last 16 years that not only did I work at a gym when I was 18, but I also got to work a couple years in New York and Atlanta. And I've traveled a ton domestically, seen a lot of gyms in the U.S., and been to a lot of cool cities, Nashville, Austin, um, some places out in California. I can never quite figure out why, like you said, no one's done a proper bigger box Mm -hmm. gym or athletic club or health club in Charleston. And it, it, I think the South in general is a little bit behind when it comes to fitness and health. The stroke belt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Charleston is in the South. And I think we're just slightly behind in that. And no one's, it's kind of tough too the business side of it as in Charleston's real estate is very expensive. And I've always said this is that some of the price per square foot for some of these buildings, commercial wise, are very close to Manhattan prices. But SoulCycle can sit there and charge $40, $50 a class and people will pay for it in New York City. The problem here in Charleston, the expenses are pretty close to what Manhattan is, but nobody's spending 40 or $50 yeah. on a spin class. They may spend $30 at the most. Mm-hmm. And plus, everybody in New York and these cities walk. Nobody in Charleston really walks that much. So parking comes into play too. So yeah. now you've got to find a big enough building at the right price per square foot and parking. So it's just a hard equation to put together. So how long were you looking for a space until you found one? Um probably about nine months. Okay. So this is like less than a year and like since then, I mean the ball's been rolling. Like it's like one yeah. thing after the other. I mean it would have been longer, but the we had the full court press on my commercial agent and I because we knew Exemplar Exemplar's lease ends February twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Okay, so, so you very had a soon. deadline. Yeah, and it's like we have to find a place before that ends. Was it hard to find a place? So hard. I mean, it took, I mean, we were looking three or four times a week, every different property. Um, We were looking at office buildings. Yeah. Tech companies. A lot of empty office buildings. Yeah. And it it was also a weird time to be looking for real estate. Yeah. Yes. That was my next question. Like, why now? Like, Like, the pandemic just happened. Like, people are struggling. People are canceling their gym memberships, and you're opening a <laughs> how many square feet is it? Twenty-one thousand. A twenty-one thousand square foot facility. Yes. 
Why? Why now? Um, you know, tension equals greatness. And one of my trainers at the beginning of COVID, like in March or April, Allison Forbes, she came up to me and she was just trying to give me a pep talk, which why our team is the best. We're all there supporting each other. And everybody was freaking out over the pandemic, health-wise, business-wise, everything. And she looked at me and she goes, Joey, you don't realize it right now, or a lot of us don't realize it, but this is an opportunity. And it just switched in my mind. As soon as she said that, um, because, you know, pain always leaves a gift. And we just don't realize it when the pain's happening during that process. You familiar with Jocko? Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. That's our, anything, that's our slogan. Anything yeah. bad that happens, just say good because good. something else is coming from it. But, yeah, and as soon as she said that quick little thing to me, it, um, it switched in my mind. And also the pressure of finding a place for me and the team to work out um, and, and work and make a living, it clicked. And then also we found a building in a great um, space, part of the city that we, we feel as though is going to grow. And I don't ever think we will be back to normal again. I think there's going to be a new normal. Um, I think it's unrealistic to think that things will go back to normal, but I also think it's unrealistic to believe that things won't get better. So um, I believe there'll be 20, 30 people in a class again one day, maybe six months from now, maybe two years from now. Um, and I believe humans are attracted to other humans and want to be connected with other people. And I'm glad that Peloton's taken off. I'm glad that Mirror's taken off. That's wonderful. But uh, human connection is something that machines will never, ever be able to um, imitate. So that's why I think personal training classes, youth sports, um, just a Doing a a workout together. A club. Exactly, a club. And um, a culture. And, like, with Peloton, it is, like, a stationary, like, it's it's on your own. But people love it because it feels like you are in a class. And you can say, hey, mom, hit this 11 a.m. class with me. Like, we'll be able to see each other's stats. So, like, people are still striving for that, like, how can I do this with someone else? Like, I work out here... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, some of the times alone, and man, it sucks. Like, man, it's hard. I'd like from nine to five seeing patients and then trying to switch your gear to, to work out alone when Dane leaves, he goes on a run, Nate goes into a strong man, and I'm like, Whew. yeah. So, like, having a space where you can just be around people that even are doing something different, like, they're just there. It's motivating. Just seeing them work. Yep. They're working out, they're doing their thing. You can talk to people, you can motivate, you can join in it's just yeah like a club it's it's a it's an environment like it's a group of people Mm -hmm. so tell me about the space and maybe some details about like what we can expect program wise when it opens yeah tell me everything uh i mean the goal is april uh i don't have a definite date yet um and knowing construction it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't open until may it always takes longer right now everything's on pace Okay. Um, so, it, like we said, it's a 21,000 square foot facility. Up front is um, a 3,000 square foot almost coffee shop, cafe, where you can get your coffee, smoothie, um, some to-go snacks if you want to take them to work or for dinner that night. 
and we'll eventually have beer and wine too. But also the cool thing is, is all the tables have outlets on them. So you can sit there and do work, meet friends, whatever it is. And there's indoor, outdoor seating. Um, the locker rooms have saunas, steams. Yes. Um, each one has four showers, four toilets. What um, are you? What did you learn about the women's bathroom that you needed to add? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> vanities, vanities. I did. I was very confident that women did their makeup and hair at the sink. I thought that was what a sink is for. Who told you otherwise? I have these interior designers and my manager Catherine helped explain that to me. I guess like very like, clearly at my house, like I'm in front of, I'm in front of my sink, but like if you go to, I don't know, like a gym and there's people that are trying to wash their hands and you're trying to do their makeup and you're having to move. Like I see that, but yeah, I never knew it. So the men's room has no vanities. They don't need them. But the women have plenty of makeup Hair dryers, all that good stuff. I'm learning all sorts of things when That's it comes good. to interior oh, design. I bet. Yeah. So, but yeah, the bath the bathrooms are um, more functional than luxurious. It's going to be nice. Don't get me wrong, and clean. Um, but function was our big thing. That it's way, be a people hole on the floor. can come in. Yeah, <laughs> people can come in, work out, and then change, shower, hang their suit, and go to work. Yeah. Um, then you come out of that the locker room area, and you, we have physical therapy by a guy named Elliot, who you might know. I don't know him at all. Yeah, yeah. And um, his company is called Prime Performance. And then massage therapy. And then we have a personal training locker room that's with that. And then there's also a almost 700 square foot yoga room. Um, so yoga will be going on. Um, a very vinyasa flow. Mm-hmm. Back to basics yoga is our mindset right there and I'm not going to dive into that anymore because I don't know when we have to talk to Sarah and Christine and Allison who are uh, yoga leads and um, then you walk out into the space and there's a 60 yard turf track um, that actually turns into about a 100 yard turf track it just takes a turn with the building there's a cardio deck with all techno gym treadmills ellipticals stair climbers um, we probably have a couple Pelotons too. We're going to test that out just to see how that works in yeah. a gym setting. Um, we have a cool projector screen that shoots out movies. Yeah, what movie are we watching? I don't know. I'm thinking about, I mean, I was just going to roll sports movies and yeah. motivational like movies. Rocky? Yeah, all day. But I think actually just rolling movies all day, as long as it's not gore and guts. Like it's not Napoleon Dynamite, right? Or is no, it no, no, no. Game of Thrones nonstop. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'll be some nudity. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how that's going to fly. The people on the cardio equipment might not always like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the treadmills, ellipticals, stair climbs, they all have their own TVs on them, but we're just doing the projector screen for fun. Um, a couple other big TVs. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Towel, water, all that whole service. And then you go back into the functional strength area. And it is literally a playground for people who want to use weights, do CrossFit, um, any kind of circuit training that they want to do. Um, personal trainers will be back there with their clients. Um, and then farther on in the space is our classroom where we'll do our signature rush class. Um, we do have an elevated class that we are going to produce and put together um, that will be called Edge. Nice, and sweet. Found a name. Yes, we found a name. I did suggest, uh, I suggested push. I suggested I like perform. It. Yep. But I like edge. I didn't know if you were going to call it elevate. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we went with Edge because actually my old, old personal training, personal company was called Self Edge. Hmm. And the whole mindset behind it was just finding your edge, taking it to the edge yeah, out of your comfort name. zone. Yeah. Um, so it will be our current rush classes. I always describe to people is not as much cardio as Orange Theory, but not as much Olympic lifting and heavy weight as CrossFit. And so skills, it's right in the yeah. right in the middle, and it's a good forty-five minute class. This Edge class will be a little bit more for people that are focused on programming. Um, lifting heavier weights, running faster, running longer, and it will be a 60-minute class. So we're slowly putting that together right now. That's phase four, right? No, no, no that, that is in phase <laughs> That's one. That's phase one. Yes, okay. we're doing that. Yeah. Is that in the classroom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's always going to be like an open gym correct. area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's technically, I guess, there's 7,000 square feet of just open oh, gym. Oh, wow. Yeah, the classroom's 2,400 square feet with garage doors and outdoor space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell me about this turf. Why do we need this turf? Oh, yeah, people have asked that question. It's a lot. It's a lot of turf. It is. So we went 60 yards straight. So there's a 60-yard straight track. The main thing that was for was for all of our athletes that we currently train um, running 40s and 60s um, for their sports. and then the track takes in a big L, which mm-hmm. goes another 40 yards. Reason being, currently at Exemplar, there's something about the turf that everybody is attracted to. So everybody from personal trainers to grandma and grandpa that just want to stretch or people doing their own little workout on the turf find their way, it's like a magnet, they to the to turf. They want to do it on the turf? Yeah, So, and, which is fine and great, but what we found out at Exemplar that people will sit in the middle of the turf yeah. and just do some light stretching and then nobody can push a sled or do any kind of running. Uh, yeah. So realistically how it's probably going to work, we'll probably have some signs up and on that 60 yard straight away, we'll probably have some signs that please no parking on the grass. Yeah. No parking <laughs> yeah. on the turf here. Yeah. If you would like to stretch and do your own workout, can you go to the other side yeah. of the gym? Yes. Cause like sleds doing sleds in Charleston, especially downtown, it's hard to find a place to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but we have plenty of those. They just got ordered. Awesome. So, all right. So, tell me about. So, you mentioned a little bit about Edge. Like, are we affiliating with CrossFit? We're not. Okay. No. What's the reason for that? Um, no particular reason. To be honest with you, we we did our own rush class, yeah. and um, I I just I was fortunate enough to work for a company in Atlanta and New York um, that was mainly it was very Barry's boot camp. Ish, and this was way before Orange Theory, not way before, but before Orange Theory. I'm not that old, so and old. and it was literally treadmills and floor work, and you'd go back and forth between tread and the floor. And then the class in New York was all kettlebells and rowers, and had zero to do with CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I, luckily, Jason Feudum, my uh, former partner, he said, "Come into Exemplar, create your own class," and we just came up oh. with the name Rush. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, it's just a mix between an Orange Theory and a CrossFit class. You're hitting some weights, nothing crazy Olympic style, but also you're not going to be sitting on a treadmill for 15 minutes. Yeah. So. And, like, you don't really need, you don't need CrossFit, right? Like, yeah. people I mean, pay that so that they can call themselves a CrossFit gym. Correct. And all to them and the, the company and the 
franchise or whatever whatever it is. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but they don't I mean, own those movements. People like, would, they don't own the kettlebell. No, the I mean barbell. circuit training's been going on for fifty years. Yeah. Outside at yeah. parks and any other gym. So Hampton Park. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There is something which I hope that you have um, solved the problem. Are you getting a GHD? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I know. Enough people have asked for it, so we're getting it. <laughs> I just can't believe how many people. Well, to be honest with you, I, for- I forgot about it. We've ordered so much equipment. Yeah. And we're bringing so much equipment with us that I, it, it got lost. So, Dude, yeah. you've got to have a GHD. Yeah. It's so beneficial. No. Yeah. I went to a gym in San Diego, and they had literally like 15 GHDs. Which 15 like, of them? You normally see one or two max, yeah. right? But it was like every rig on the inside had a GHD and they used it all the time. Yeah. And like here as a PT, like I use it all the time. Uh, but Elliot was like, yeah, like, you know, I don't know if Joey's going to get GHD. Like, <laughs> I, I'm know, talking about I know. It, and I'm like, whoa, we got to get the GHD. Yes. Where did you get all this equipment from? Because rope, like everything has been kind of out of stock, right? Yeah. Um, they're slowly coming back. Yeah. Things are getting stocked up again. Rope's okay. a great one. They're, yeah. they're such a huge company. Oh yeah. Um, um, in their man- manufacturing that they were able to get things oh, to us and no okay. problem. Did yeah. you see their post about like the USA steel? No. And the Canadian haven't. steel? Uh-uh. So all their products say made in USA. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that like one of their manufacturers was using Canadian steel and they made this big apology post. It was like so over the top. Oh, that's awesome. They were like, we're so sorry. We'll refund you. If it says made in Canada, it was like this big deal. Wow. Which is good I, for them. I, I know. I thought it was funny. Um, cause like rogue is so hard. It was so hard to get like a few months ago, everything was out of stock mm-hmm. and now they're like, Oh, we'll refund you and give you a new thing just cause it's Canadian steel. That's awesome for them to come out. And I didn't even know about it. Yeah. And then so. what's techno? So techno gym is actually, 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, they were the first company to put a TV and electronics into cardio equipment like treadmills and ellipticals. And they're actually, they're in every Ritz-Carlton around the world. Oh. They are basically the Cadillac. They're the bougie equipment. They're bougie, but their performance stuff is second to none. Um, It's pretty close to assault Hmm. um, runners and stuff like that, the performance side of it. Yeah, I love those. But they are actually, I think they bring in around, I don't know, 100, 200 million a year in the US. But around the world, they bring in, other parts of the world, they bring in over a billion dollars. So they're more European. They're made in Mm -hmm. Italy. Okay. Um, But the performance treadmills that we have for the actual classroom um, are pretty sick. They have push mode on them which it's like pushing a sled they have parachute mode what's oh where it's like pulling you back yeah like you actually strap in and it pulls you back so they go up to 16 17 miles an hour i don't yeah no (laughs) that's right (laughs) perfect that's all you need yeah so um it's actually yes bougie is a good word but the performance side of them are pretty amazing too i've used them a few times and then most recent was last year right before the pandemic i went to new york and tested Mm -hmm. them in a class so. Yeah, those assault runners are a game changer. Ugh, it's deadly. I think they're so cool, though. No, you don't I have to go them. run in you know downtown Charleston. Like you could just run. Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to worry about like the traffic or like, running into something. Yeah. They're deadly for sure. Mm-hmm. When can we expect? Oh, see, it's in April, right? Mm-hmm. And what are? Like, do you know your class times yet? Do you know your hours yet? 
So the hours of the gym, so open, just get into the facility, are going to be 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday, and I'm sure Saturday will be 6 to 7 p.m. or something like that. And that's just open. Anybody can come work out whenever they want. Um, The classes, I haven't exactly made the schedule yet, but it's probably going to be similar to what we have right now, which is a 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 30, 9 30, 12 yeah. o'clock, and at 4 30 or 6 p.m. You're pretty heavy in your morning classes right now, right? You said, like, yeah. that's the busiest that y'all are Correct. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think a big thing that y'all have that's different is the yoga studio in the gym because mm-hmm. the past few years, like, I've always wanted to do yoga, but I don't want to pay, like, I want to do yoga once a week, you know? And so yeah. it's been hard to find a studio where you can get yoga once a week. If you're someone who's like a CrossFitter who's training six days a week, you don't need a yoga membership. But mm-hmm. at Ethos, like you get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, that's the main thing, and that's why we're going to, back to more foundational yoga, sl- yeah, slower flow, and um, because there's so much intensity out there, not just with yoga, I'm saying, but with our classes, it's yeah. so intense, and then if. Crossfitters are coming and do their thing, and then um, some bodybuilders are coming and do their thing. It would be nice to just chill out one day and do a yoga mm-hmm. class and hop in the sauna and then yeah, the sauna grab a smoothie and roll. Yeah, you know? so. who is fueling like your cafe? So Owen Kramer um, or Owen Bernstein? Owen I can't, Kramer Bernstein. I don't know what his name is. Kramer's cuisine. It's so confusing to me. It's the most. <laughs> like, who's Kramer? I know it's the most. I'm, I told him he should do his logo from Seinfeld. Um, what is that? Kramer oh, from God. Seinfeld. That, that should be his really logo. Watched, I've never really seen Seinfeld. What? I'm 25. What? Yeah. Sorry. My dad is a big Seinfeld guy. But oh, my gosh. Um, Kramer's so, Cuisine. Owen. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, Owen is a personal chef. He has his own little company. does a lot of dinners. And so, we're going to let him lead up the cafe. And he's going to do everything from little cappuccinos, coffees, to a few smoothies. Um, some grab-and-go food, overnight oats, yeah. some turkey wraps that you can take with you, healthy chicken salad. So I, when you like first said that, I pictured Owen behind the bar, like mm-hmm. Owen as a barista, or like Owen as the, the guy making your smoothie, and yeah. it just made me laugh. Okay. No, I, I mean, he'll be back there a little <laughs> bit and stuff. Yeah, but he's um, not but, like the barista. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I think the cafe thing is really cool, though. Like, we're trying, Yeah, we're just trying to convince him to do a shirtless with just an oh apron. God. That would really bring in the peace. People have already tried to convince him of doing that, and I don't think it went very well. (laughs) And he does have amazing food, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that because it's right now like you just get like an RX bar, Mm -hmm. you know. But to have like a full cafe where you can also like hang out, have meetings, like that'll be yeah. And I think it works really. It's crazy that once again COVID was an opportunity, is that more people are working from home, and oh yeah, it would be a good space. We want we want you to come in and hang out on your laptop for a couple hours, and then go work out, or vice versa. Yeah. Did you always want to be downtown, or did that just happen? You know, I started downtown. I grew up in West Ashley. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm extremely passionate about my city, yeah. and the more I look at our location where we are on Hugie Street. I mean, if you were to look at it on a map, it couldn't be more central to every part of Charleston County. And so uh, I wouldn't say the ultimate goal was to be downtown. I didn't really know where it exactly mm-hmm. would be. But 
the more I look at it, I'm so glad we are here and there's parking mm-hmm. and people can walk there and it's people from Mount Pleasant can come and it's yeah, not too it's far. Right off the bridge. James yeah. Island, West Ashley, wherever it is. So yeah. And then you said so the new like low line, is that mm-hmm. what it's called? That's gonna be like it's gonna start. Literally right? yeah, ten yeah. feet from our back door. That's awesome. Yeah. You know when that's supposed to be done? I don't exactly know. I've heard it, I think they're gonna do it in phases. So I think okay. the first phase starts in a year or two, oh, and, and then I think the goal is to have it completely done in five years. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think it's five miles long. Oh, wow. It may be yeah. longer. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that area, like Hugie Street, like a few years ago, like not where you wanted to be. Correct. Now that area is booming. Like it's just getting more north, Correct. you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like to go ahead and, and snag that spot yes. is an awesome opportunity. Yeah, it's great because it's a area of Charleston that is still growing it has a ton of potential and it's it's pretty rewarding and cool to see our team be able to start put their own touch on mm-hmm. a business that is helping the county and the city grow a little bit more and get a little bit more healthy yeah um, but the ultimate goal is to just create I want us to be the heartbeat of positivity in the city so yeah. it's a great location to start love that Tell me about the Ethos team. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of yogis, mm-hmm. right? And then you have a lot of personal trainers. And you have some managers, yep. right? Yeah. Who consists, like, who makes up the Ethos team? So. It's kind of big, right? It's yeah. a big team. Yeah, we only have, like, 28 people. Oh, God. You don't have to name <laughs> all. Oh, wow. That's a lot. No, but, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, we got trainers that have been working with me forever. Um, as Dino... Davon, Allison, um, Mitch is on the team. We've got Caitlin, Maggie, Addie, who's been there. You better not forget anyone. Yeah, I know. I got. I'm not <laughs> even going to stop. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> okay, there's, okay. there's so many of them, and they're all just. They're not just good trainers. They're phenomenal people. Yeah. Um, but the the captain, the quarterback to our team is. Catherine, our manager. Mm, the captain. Uh, yes. She she runs the ship. Um, Did I meet Catherine? I'm not sure if you've met Catherine. And Did then, she go by Katie? There is a Katie. Okay. So Katie would be our assistant manager. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And um, she's a young stu- superstar too. Yeah. And it's unbelievable that she gets to learn from such a great manager in Catherine. And then our behind the scenes little wizard is um, Richard. Saad, who is also a trainer. Yes, I met him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is what we call, I'm trying to get him to start his own social media. Oh, God. As the strongest CFO in America. So, oh. like, he's, we, he's our finance director, and he, is, he makes an Excel sheet look like child's play. You know, like one of those people. Yeah. Um, that's what he wakes up and does. His exactly. nickname is Dumpling. That's what we all call him. How strong is he? He's... Like, like in our video, he just repped out like over 500 pounds oh. in, in the video on a deadlift. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Um, but he's also a nerd. Yeah. Too at the same That's time. Great. Yeah. And, um, but he's our be- behind the scenes wizard that mm-hmm. helps us run the numbers and tell us, hey, stop spending money on merchandise. Or no, you can only do this many classes a day. Yeah. So, yeah. The team is, it's second to none. They're unbelievable yeah there's a lot a lot of them too yeah how did they respond when you told them that you were doing this 
Did you have like a meeting? Like, did they know about it the whole time or did you announce it? I, you know, I felt like a college coach recruiting um, players yeah. to my university. And I had an individual meeting with every trainer and slowly told them for about mm-hmm. three weeks. Um, and then we all had a team meeting and it, it was, you could just see it. For the last two years, we've been busting at the gills at mm-hmm. Exemplar. Even with COVID, the place is packed. We only have four squat racks. Every trainer's using one. This person walks in, they want to work out on their own. There's no room for it. Um, we have to only do so many classes because we have to open up the classroom to personal trainers and their clients. Yeah. Um, so it, it's cool. My team is just hungry. And they want to grow their own personal business. They want to train at the coolest facility in town. And they want to be a part of helping, like I said just a minute ago, helping this city be that much healthier and more positive. Because it's and, like a movement at this yeah, point. And, and they're, yeah. just, they're, they're just hungry, determined people that want to work and love their job. So, How does it feel being like the the person that gets to create this for everyone. Like the person in Charleston that, that saw the whole and is like creating this space. Cause like, that's you. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, you're so humble know. and down to earth. Though. I, don't, I don't quite look at it that way. You know, the, one of my favorite quotes ever, and I can't remember where I read it is I'm, I don't really want to be the artist. I'm just the one providing the canvas and all of these employees are the artists. And all these teammates, and they're they're the ones painting the beautiful picture. I'm just supplying the canvas, so I hope. It's still a huge role. It is. It's just you know, it, it's so much fun. Yeah. Like I love the people that I work with, and everything from my clients to my teammates, and I I've never in the past eight ten years have I on a Sunday pissed off that I have to go to work on Monday. Like, I cannot wait. And usually Monday mornings are the ones where I'll wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm, like, so excited that my mind's spinning out. I'm like, all right, I'm going into work. I'm going to go work out, do some emails, see Dino when he first walks in and things like that. So, How do you get to the point? Like, what would be your best advice for someone to get to the point where they don't look at their Monday as something to dread? Like, how did you get there? You know, it's it's the... The old thing, it's like my dad said, and you've heard it a million times from other people, is you got to find your passion and something that you truly love. Um, And and the money will come. And even if the money doesn't come, it doesn't matter because you're working for something that you're passionate about um, in yourself and your life. And I think we're all put here to do um, a few different things on this earth that we're passionate about and we're supposed to showcase that. And it, the challenge is getting uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, getting out of that nine to five. And because I was there and I worked at a logistics company for two years oh, when I first, good. yeah, when I first graduated yeah. and it made really good money for a 22, 23 year old. And my boss was awful. I didn't know he was that awful because it was my first boss ever. Yeah, really. you just think every and boss is like that. My employees were all 20 years my senior and. I just wasn't having fun. And then I always remembered back when I was 18 how 
awesome everybody was at the gym and how energetic they were. And not just the people I worked with, but any random member that walked in at 6 a.m., they were so excited, so motivated to be there. And then 6 p.m. was the same thing because they were so sick of work, they couldn't wait to get out of work and be there. And the energy is what I was addicted to. Um, So, yeah, you know, people are like, you work so hard, and I go, well... I don't know if I'm really working that hard because this doesn't feel like work. And, you know, yeah. a 14, 16-hour day just happens sometimes. And it, it, I know what the end goal is. And I know what the product I'm trying to create is and the people I'm around. So it, it helps a lot. I think, yeah, there's a big difference between, like, the 14 to 16-hour day for your goals and your dreams and your passions versus to work for a company that, like, you don't believe in and you dread and mm-hmm. you just... You have to do it because you think you have to do it and you think you have to have this nine to five. Like we talk about the nine to five all the time. Like why? Like why do we feel stuck in this? I go to work Monday through Friday. I can't wait to get done on Friday. I have my Saturday and Sunday and then I dread it. Like that's a huge part of your life. Like that is your life. <laughs> yeah. You know? About 75% like, of it. Yeah. Like five sevenths of your life you, you dread and you, it's miserable and you don't believe in it. Like. Life's too short. Like, that's not what life is for. Just to, no. to make a salary that you're like, well, all right, cool. Yeah, and I don't think you have to... Also, people are confused, I believe, with entrepreneurship and, and being a leader, leading other people. Um, you don't have to start your own company. Um, it's more finding other company and other leaders that are doing what you love and what you could be passionate about and following them. So you don't have to necessarily be the person who thinks of the idea, but you know I think people get trapped in that nine to five box, and it's a scary thing. It takes it it takes a lot of courage to step out of that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you know. And like to you, it might not feel like hard work, but like you're still working hard. Like you're still. We're not saying like, oh, quit your job because you're gonna do the easy thing. Like, no, do something that you are passionate and that you love. You're passionate about and you love it because life's still going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But would you rather it be hard and you hate your job? Would you rather wake up at 3.30 a.m. for some reason? Because yeah. you're a psycho. And be so excited about your day. Yeah. Like, the, choose your hard, you know? Yeah. And the, the other thing people, I think, are unrealistic about is there's they're like, oh, if I switch jobs, I'm going to be more happy. Um, that person looks like they're having a lot of fun. People I do mean, that with their wives too. <laughs> we don't need to get into you know? that. We don't need to. Get oh, if I just get something new, if I yeah. just switch, yeah, yeah, exactly. Next big thing. But what does they say? Uh, the grass isn't always greener on the other side if you water the current grass Ooh, that you're on. Yeah, that was good. That was and, inspirational, uh, Joey. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I can't remember exactly where. Oh, the the fact that. You know, it's it's pretty. I don't. I sort of screwed up and forgot where we were before the grass is greener. Probably because I interrupted you about no. like, oh, if I just switch jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that every job isn't even a baseball player that's making three hundred and fifty million dollars a year, uh, or for ten years or something like that. There's things about that job that they don't like. Yeah. And I think people are unrealistic to the fact that they're going to find all sunshine and rainbows at whatever job they move to and they have to think about that too is that before they switch jobs you know maybe this isn't that bad and maybe they have to look themselves in the mirror and and 
look at, oh, well, that person's a good employee. Maybe I'll start hanging around them a little bit more instead of hanging around with Bob, who's always negative. Yeah. You know, and that's when you yourself, like I said, have to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, is this worth quitting? Like, is there something out there that's a little bit better? Or is this, I'm just making it mm, that much worse. That's a good worse. point. That's something that a lot of people don't address is like the mindset of it. And also like surrounding yourself with people that have the energy that you're drawn to. That like having a team, you can have the like the shittiest job in the world, but if you love the people that you're around, it's so much more fun. Like it's so much more enjoyable. And then vice versa. Huge. Like you may be Tom Brady and you're looking around at all of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you're like, Dan, you suck. But then you throw three interceptions. So that doesn't really count. Well, I mean, it could be, he's a great example. Yeah. He was with the Patriots and you know, maybe one of the reasons he left, one of them is maybe he just wasn't feeling the camaraderie that he felt five years ago. Or He turned that team around the the Bucs. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tom Brady. He's superhuman. But yeah, like you can have the... The most amazing job on paper. You make so much money if that's what matters to you. And you have all this freedom. And then you hate the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like that energy is just going to be absorbed. And then you're going to start hating it. So it's like, no. Not going to be around those people. Like put yourself around people that are just like happy. And they have energy. And they're driven. And, and yeah. I think like your team demonstrates that really well. Like your team is just like happy to be alive and, and the camaraderie is, is real. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are. It's, Good it, vibes. It is. It's insane the amount of energy that is in that place and people don't really realize it until they come there and um, talking to people about creating ethos and we had to develop a business plan, a legit one and with Excel sheets and numbers and pro formas and all this stuff and you're talking to these banks and things like that and they go well why is this company so much better and it literally got to the point where I go I can't put culture energy environment on a piece of paper and it's hard for those people in the bank to understand something like that I'm like you have to come in and witness it you have to train with us you have to do this and I think after a while they finally got it because I was like I can't yeah, we have cool classes, but so does, so does everybody else. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've got great trainers, but guess what? There's other great trainers out there. And we've got cool apparel, cool logo, whatever. But culture is the only thing, environment and your team and your energy is the only thing that you can sort of make different than another business. So that's, that's why, where the name came from, yeah. right? I mean, some restaurants succeed because of the customer service, not yes. the food. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a damn cheeseburger is a cheeseburger almost. And okay, whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. I, know. I said almost. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like we've been doing, like talking about customer service a lot. And it's like the way that you feel when you enter and when you leave a place matters more sometimes than the service you get. Like mm-hmm. go, you can go get a wax. And like if you love, like if you're like feeling good because the person is like jiving with you and you get some cold brew and you're just like happy, like it doesn't matter. You just got a wax. Like, that's a great place to be. So like just the, like how does the customer feel when they walk in? How do they feel when they leave? The feelings and like the emotions associated with the, with their experience usually trump their like actual, like how much they paid. Yeah. Or, so, I mean, like I've told Elliot and the entire team, and we're going to have fun with your wax example, is <laughs> the fact if I'm going to get a wax... Which I've never done before mm. is if, I don't believe that. If, I'm telling you. I've never, <laughs> so if I go into a wax salon 
And this wax salon is the same price, same product. It's it's the same great wax that I always get. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then I walk into another salon and they have the same price and the same beautiful product and wax that I'm gonna about to get yeah. all over my body. Oh wow! And carefree. But that salon said hello, remembered my name when I first walked in, and then when I walked to the back, the person who was actually doing my wax. I guess that's a thing. It's right. Somebody does it. Yeah, you think you. a robot just puts wax well, on you and rips how it, it off? Worked. I didn't know how it worked. You got in a machine or what? And then that machine knows your name. And then when you leave, they say goodbye, Joey. Have a great day. Can't wait to see you for your next wax. Then it's <laughs> a good example. Yeah. yeah. That you're gonna go to that salon. Yeah. So instead of the other one. So yeah. Yep. Like I can get a good haircut from most places, but like, do I enjoy it? Do they give me a glass of champagne? Do I like the vibe? Mm -hmm. Do I like my hairstylist? Because the haircut's the same. You're gonna get a good wax no matter what. You're gonna be hairless and like a swan no matter what. But would you rather enjoy it? Right after the podcast, I'm going to get wax. Good. Yeah. European wax setter. Hit him up. All right. Well, how can like if I'm interested in ethos. Like, how can I get more information? Can I see the space? Is there an opportunity for that? Yeah. So, obviously, we have the social media. Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, website is being developed. There's already a splash page. You can look it up, Google oh. it, whatever it is. Um, and then every... we're Something cool that we're doing until we open. Every Thursday from 4 to 6, I'm giving personal tours. So, every Thursday until April. Um it would be. I love that because I want people to come see it before mm-hmm. it becomes something. Well, it makes you feel like you're a part of it yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'll start posting things more on the building of it in the next few weeks. And sign-ups for memberships will start actually in about three or four weeks, oh, so wow. middle of February or March. Um, and then we'll probably most likely do a 30 to 60-day you get 15, 20% off your membership if you sign up early. Yeah, like the OG club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things like that. And um, all of our current exemplar members are going to get grandfathered in at their rates that they're paying now. So um, they deserve it. And yeah. because they've been with us from the long haul. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm yeah. super excited for you and, and all of Ethos. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All thank right. You. Yeah. Thanks for being on, everybody. Thank you for listening. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.